Let's do it. Here we go. Shadow and Gold, episode number two. Excited to have my man Paul Newell on with me, talking about his new yeah, book. Buddy. Yes, yes, sir. Good. Yes. Welcome, Paul. Thank you so much for being here, man. Um, it's a pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. So let me get my copy handy. So I have that. Let me get my notes. Yes. Uh, Let's go, bro. Let's go. <laughs> I'm making so amped. Do you want to dedicate this to anything in particular? You know, the thing that's coming to mind is dedicating this to all the energies and beings that brought us to where we are right now. Mm, well said. And to all the men out there struggling yeah, bro. with fighting a battle against despair, perhaps day in, day out. This is for you. This is for you. All right. So, man, where do we even start with this? I think one of the first things that jumped out to me is in the in the very intro, towards the end of the very first page, there's the sentence about as I'm writing this book, masculinity is being redefined, rewired, reworked. And what is all that based on? And I'm I'm super curious to hear your take on like what's going on in the larger culture around around this. Ooh. One of the things I'll 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 share what Ooh. came to mind. For Going me. in for the zigger zang yeah. right in the beginning. I love it. I love it. I want to get into it. I want to get into it. I'll, I'll share one of the things that came to mind for me. You can let me know if it resonates or not, and then I'll, I would love to hear anything you have to say on the topic. I've heard the term "crisis of masculinity" thrown around a lot. That that was one of the terms that that came to mind, and I found myself really questioning that that framing. Right, like. Because the crisis implies that something has to be done immediately. This needs to be, this is a problem that needs to be fixed. I think is what that that's mm -hmm. right. It's a problem that needs to be fixed as opposed to, I started thinking about it as like, you know, on, on a lot of people's paths, they go through like a dark night of the soul. And it's just, it's, it's, yeah, it's, man. it's more of a part of the journey to get to someplace new, to get to a, the, the next level, this, this new destination where things mm -hmm. are going to be better in some way than they were before. And so I'm curious, yeah. you have any thoughts on that framing? Because there's there's definitely something going on. It's not like oh everything's okay, but but how how it, one of the things that I've learned from you and what I really appreciate because it's all in this book is how much our words matter, the language that we use to describe things, right? So I'm I'm gonna shut up right there, and I want to yeah I want to hear, dude. I'm so first of all I'm so I'm I'm really excited to be on this podcast with you and have this conversation because you and I have have developed a really cool relationship over the years, and I'm like. I really dig this us talking about this. So to answer your question, like you brought about, you brought up something uh, when you said the word crisis, it had me think of this um, movie called finding Joe. It was, it was a story about the hero's journey. Like that's been coming up a lot for me too, by the way, the hero's journey. And, um, and, and part of the hero's journey, the, the hero goes through crisis and crisis, you know, again, speaking about words, it's, it's how you define it. Right. So if I think crisis is, is, is in shambles, then I I'm like, there's no, any, there's no, um, or it's free of having a ceiling. It's free of having, it's, it's defined, right. It's like, Oh shit. It's a crisis. Shambles is fine. In finding Joe, I'm trying, I'm doing my best to recall the exact copy, but they talked about this Asian symbol and part of it was, was about crisis and the symbols represented something like growth and opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I think that right now, like one of the, one of the motivators for me writing the book was, was having some sort of blueprint. Right. And when you said that in the text, I was like, damn, he gets it. Because I think that right now there's a, the definition of masculinity is being defined rather than discovered and explored. 
So it's like, there's, there's things out there which are saying, well, men are supposed to be this. And if a man raises his voice, he's angry and blah, blah, blah. And that could be my story. And maybe it's the story of someone else that's listening to this. I just, I think that, I think there's a play to, uh, I guess the word is emasculate, to take the masculinity away from a man. And by that, I mean, you know, I, there's a lot of the fashion, a lot of the way I see, like, there's a lot of men that are expressing themselves in dress and I think the way that men are being portrayed is like, I'll, give, I'll put it to you this way. When things like the Me Too movement came through, uh, while it was good to be for men to be held accountable, I also think like for the majority of men, it put us on our, it put men on their heels. Mm. So all of a sudden, like, man, I'm not going to say shit because I could get Me too I'm not going to do this because I could get Me too The problem with that is that now I'm suppressing things. So now all of a sudden, like, I'm going to, yeah, I'm not going to say this. And all of a sudden it's going to explode in a way that is like, now it's toxic, right? Because mm-hmm. now it's like, hold up, man, you know, this cat's been bubbling. He's been bubbling, man. You didn't see this shit. So that's what I think it is. I think, I think there's a piece right now where men are seeking um, validation of women and other men and programs and rather than seeing like what does it mean for me to be a man mm-hmm. like what does that look like from like where I come from like my culture my intellect my education like what you know it's going to look different even though I may come from a family I have four brothers We the way we see masculinity is different we are different men mm-hmm. for different reasons so that's why I think it is right now. I think there's an opportunity and there's a, there's an opportunity for men to really explore themselves. And I think a part of that is for men to be, be to themselves, man, rather than like in relationship until they're ready and really know themselves. So that's, that's, I don't know if that summed it up, but that's, uh, I guess to sum it up is I think that um, men are being told who they're supposed to be rather than exploring it. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Making that distinction between having something be defined versus explored. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's crazy. I even see it like I have a son. I have two sons. My oldest one is one I see. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't really see. I, I've, I really see these kids, but, and, you know, I've, I've done my best to teach him since he was younger. I'm like, you're different than everybody else. And that's the point. Right now, he's going through some bullying and like, you know, kids think he's a girl. They call him a bitch. And, you know, he's overweight. So they're saying he's got titties and stuff. And I'm like, and I went through that stuff when I was a kid. You know, I was really, I'm still very, I'm still sensitive. And I was chubby as a kid. So I had, I had breasts. Um, so, but I tell him, I'm like, yo, man, you, you get to define who you, who you get to be as a, as a person, man. You know, as a person. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, as you get older and, like, your nuts drop and shit, like, then you get to figure out who you'll be as a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Sure. Like, at the end of the day, it's going to come back down to, like, you're looking at the guy in the mirror and you need to be okay with with, with who that is. You need to feel right. You need to feel aligned with the person is that you see looking back at you. Right? That's the journey. Yeah. That's the journey. Yep. It's wild because I really think that's part of what where the dark soul, dark night of the soul comes in. Right. Because as I, I find that as I, I come across men and people that are experiencing it, it's like they're at some point that they've that they've met their capacity and they're ready to move into something different. So that person that they look at in the mirror, I'm going to speak for myself, that person I was looking at in the mirror, like I was like, I've been growing, growing, growing. Now this person is like, well, here I am. I'm not going anywhere. Now it's like, oh, I got to kill you off. And I feel like shit. Hmm. 
you know, and like, mm-hmm. then I'm back again. Like, oh man, that thing is done. All right, bring it on, baby. Um, so I think like there's, that's the journey about constantly looking at self in the mirror and be like, and getting comfortable with it. Mm. I see. And I'm far from saying like, you know, there's a lot of stuff. You got to love yourself. You know, listen, man, that thing, that word love gets thrown around a lot. A lot of times it's really, it's more about getting comfortable with yourself, getting knowledgeable about yourself. There may be some parts of yourself like, mm-hmm. man, you know what? That part of myself annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> I still love yeah. it though. Yeah. You know, I you still, know. I still dig it. Man, you cool. You can get on my damn nerves. It's like a sibling. Yeah. Yeah, it's that, that journey of like befriending all these different parts of yourself. Then a lot of them might have been cut off for various reasons and learning what works for you. It might be right. I mean, for me, like, I mean, a lot of a lot of what I've needed is is the stuff that unfortunately a lot of people consider toxic. Like I grew up in a very feminine environment. I grew up what do you mean by that? Because I think I get it. Cause I grew up similar, but like, what do you mean by that? Like, um, like growing up in that environment, if I could distill it down, I think a lot of, a lot of my, a lot of the things that people think of as being traditionally masculine ended up being pushed down into my shadow, mm. um, like competitive mm. drive, my ambition, my mm. right. Like, so things like that became disowned parts of me that didn't mm. feel safe to be expressed. Um, and so it's actually, it's actually been really nourishing for me to kind of go back and like get into and start doing like kickboxing and start doing, just get, getting more in touch with that part of me has felt really, really nourishing. Um, even though it cuts against the grain of like, I think a lot of what I've encountered in, you know, like being gentler and being in touch with your feelings more. And like, those are all wonderful things, but there's also a balance and becoming aware of where you sit, where you, where you currently stands on that balance and bringing in more of whatever it is that's going to serve you to yeah, man. The, the next place that you want to get to. Um, mm, and, mm. and going back, coming back to that idea of the individual journey, right? It's like, no one can tell you what that is. You're the only person who has that internal experience of, Oh, that felt really nourishing for me. That didn't feel so nourishing for me. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so following that, following that gut feeling about, about what's going to, what's going to help you become who you want to be. Mm, as brother, can to, I get an amen? As, as opposed to the external demands of, Oh, you should be this way. You should be that way. And putting you into any kind of yeah. box. Right. So. Mm, mm. Yeah. Brother, thank you so much for, thanks so much for sharing that. Man. Yeah. I can relate to that. Um, I think that was the piece why I was, you know, why I was happy that I was able to get that book done. And it helped me to address a lot of those parts that you talked about, because I pushed a lot of that stuff down because I grew, you know, my mom raised me. I was with my sister. My brothers were all older. So it was like, and I was in church most of the time. So it was like, oh, no, don't, you know, it's just like a lot of me got pushed down. Mm. And it's like, you know, when I finally became, when I became sexually active and even into like, you know, my adult years, I was just irresponsible because I never addressed those parts of myself, like sexual responsibility and sexual like intimacy. Like I just was like lying on on my suppressed porn addiction, you know what I mean? Like, and trying to be like a porn movie every time I had sex and shit. Um, And that got me in trouble. I mean, like people had a good time and shit, but like, I mean, still got me in trouble. (laughs) but like even like when you said the competitive in high school and like there was a piece of me i remember when i would lose like i was too nice on the mat when i would lose i would cry because it was like there was a part of me that was ready to come out and whenever it came out on the mat i won (laughs) it was bananas anytime it ever came out i won but when i was just like no i can't hurt you a pin 
pin. So mm. thank you for sharing that, man. Thank you for that. You you just help really you help things make some stuff pretty clear. Thank you, man. So another thing that stuck stuck out right away was right in the title. So it's like heal thy man, which you could also read healthy man, right? Is that is I'm assuming that that's that's intentional. So I'm curious yes. what yeah. So what are some qualities that you would consider like what does a healthy man look like to you? And again, we just went over like that it's an individual journey. And are there some gra- are there some guidelines? Are there some like mm. things that, that you feel to be generally true that you'd want to speak on? Um for health, yes. Uh wow, I would uh the first thing that's coming to mind is patience. Uh, the next is discipline. Another one's curiosity and accountability. Mm. I think those pieces, um, that's probably some other ones, but like right off the top of my head, those are really sticking out the most to me right now, Dan. Yeah. yeah. Um, because like, regardless of what anyone's journey is towards health, I think those pieces are going to be important. So to speak on patience, right? So patience is, is like I whatever I whatever I set out to do in regards to my health, I got I I get to be patient so I can so I can allow it to take. Right? Like for me, like I would do something and I would either stop short before I saw results or once I got results, I would stop. Mm. And it's like then all of a sudden I would start over. Like right now it's a perfect example is like I was really good at animal flow. And I stopped, right? Like um, I got into a dibbled and dabbled, but now I'm like really rekindling that passion for it. And I'm like, yo, this shit is hard. And I got to be patient with it. And that also brings in the discipline, right? Like I get to be disciplined with it. Like whatever I'm going to set out to do, like I got to take blood pressure meds. I got, you know, my, my goal is to take it every day. So I admit, like, for example, I missed my morning one today. So it's about like that discipline of like, okay, no matter what this gets to get done. And also like if I, I fall off to stay on, right? like to fall mm-hmm. off, get back on. Like that's discipline too. Like mm-hmm. people think it's like, I got to be, blah, blah, blah. no discipline is like, but when discipline really kicks in is when you freaking, you fell off the wagon and then like you get, you, you, people usually people, people, people fail to realize this. Most people, when they fall off the wagon, they'll never get back. They'll never go back or it's going to have to be some kind of event. Mm-hmm. But like discipline is like, it's like, Hey, if I missed a day, I'm getting back on it. Okay. Um, then curiosity is like, I got to like curiosity is like always searching for what my body needs. Right. Like being curious to new methods. Like for example, I just got a rolfing session done and I had these preconceived notions like, Oh my God, it's going to be painful. But like, you know, the thing was, is that, you know, my body, I could hear my body, my body. I was curious with my body because my body feels, feels off. It feels like it wants to go back to something, but it, what, what it wants to go back to that hardware is no longer there. Mm. So I get to reprogram and I'm like, yo, my curious nature is like, I'm going to try rolfing, especially when the woman was telling me about it. I was like, boom, and I'm digging it. I like, I like it. I got two more sessions and then I make it do more. I don't know. Um, but like, that's the curiosity piece and the accountability piece is like just, uh, either having a coach or having someone that I could be like, you know, it could even be a device, <laughs> like, mm. you know, like an Apple watch, like you got the community stuff on there, whatever it is, like something to help you stay on your game. When you feel like you don't want to be in the game, something that like you can come back to and like, just make sure something's tracking your progress. Those all types of accountability, man. Mm. Yeah, man, that was, that was a great, that's a great question. You know, it's wild. Like when you mentioned about the title, 
like people first read like my publisher first was like he just read it as healthy man and like two weeks after he was like oh shit <laughs> that's heal thy man i was like yeah yeah. I did the same like, thing you in know, the opposite order. Yeah. 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 Dude, dude you see what I'm saying? It, and that's the piece, right? And that's the piece. Like, I, I like one of the things when I was putting this book together, man, is like I really wanted to make this a piece of art that's gonna get people to really look at things because you know, some people may not ever get my book because the color of my skin on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some people may not get people. Some people may get the book because of color. Some people may get the book because it says healthy man. And then when they go home, they're like, wait, some people may get it because it says heal thy man. And then they'll get home and be like, oh, it's all a tale. It's all part of the process, man. It's all something to look at. It's not, it's, it's neither right or wrong. It's what it is. That's, that's the purpose of the book, man. It's about self-awareness and really looking at self, like, and that stuff that I'm going to, I'm going to speak for myself, the stuff that I tend to neglect or under, underrate, right? Mm -hmm. Like my patterns, my stories, stuff like that, that I put in the book. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, you know what? It's coming up right now is, is to jump in a little bit to the language because I'm already noticing, you know, your languaging, um, you know, as in your answers, the get to's and the mm -hmm. I statements, like owning, owning your experience and not kind of, you know, doing the you projection thing. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about language? Because that's, that's been, I, that's been a profound yeah. influence on me. Like I, I, started to make a habit of catching myself in my shoulds and my have tos and making that flip. And it makes a big difference. That is not a real thing. Do you want to speak to that for a little bit? I would love to, because I tell you what, that's going to be a book later on down the road. And I have a course for language, the language level up. Like mm -hmm. I think of all the courses I've created, that's the most underrated and the most impactful. Like, you know, it's like my job is to get that onto, onto a, like a recorded platform this year. Um, but I think the reason, like, so going back and I, I mentioned this in the book, this guy, this coach I had, John Tompkins, bless up to you, even though he thinks I'm an asshole right now, but whatever. <laughs> um, but we don't get along, but it's all good. You know, he used to beat me, he not beat me like physically, but like energetically and mentally and emotionally. He used to like, he used to wear me down on the words I was saying. And he helped me realize, like he helped me to feel the difference mm -hmm. and he helped me to recognize on a neurological level, the impact of the words that we speak. That's one of the reasons why I called the word section, the communication part of it, symbols and spells, because the words, especially for men, and if, if people were to take the course, right, or pay more attention to their words and then listen to the words that are being spoken, they get a better understanding of how men are being treated in our culture and our society. They would see, they would really get to understand how the media will portray things and how they will spin things. And the thing is, is like, it's a science because by saying a word in a cadence or a tone that can trigger certain things and chemicals in a person. Right. And like, this is real. This is science. Right. This is one of the reasons why, listen, I, I, it's great. You know, emotions are powerful. And, you know, there's there's a lot of people like, yo, get men into their emotions. Like I was I was somewhere and this woman was like, yeah, I want my I want my husband to cry. And I was like, really? <laughs> like, help me understand that. For, like, what do you want to get out of that? I was like, what what would you want to see him cry for? <laughs> But then like, you know, so it's like, and that's the thing, like, I want to get this dude to cry, to break down. 
Like, and now if you say that you want your boyfriend or significant other to break down, or do you want them to express and be transparent about what they're thinking and sensing? That's a completely different thing. Yeah. Right. You yeah, yeah. You one has a specific person. goal in mind. Right. <laughs> or for whatever right. reason. And the other one for is whatever dealing with reason. What's, what, what's what's authentically coming up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And again, it's, you know, it, we, you know, we're, t- that's how, that's how it's being told and sold. Right. Like, cause you know, you watch shows and they're like, well, this is how you got to talk to your man and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, yo man, like this stuff is like what you just said. I was like, I wish I had time to break down what you just said and how much mm-hmm. it hurt, mm-hmm. but I got places to go mm-hmm. and you're freaking mm-hmm. <laughs> not yeah. going to go there. So thank you so much for making that link between this language piece and like the way we converse in public. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. A hundred percent. Um, it's, it has, it has impacts when people aren't mindful with their, their words. It's it's the the first agreement, right? It's, it it literally is. You are, it is, it is casting spells energetically. Listen, dude. uh, So are you, are you Reiki? Uh, are you Reiki attuned? Uh, I did, um, I did like the, I don't know, like the crash course version while I was at Omega this past summer. Um, I've not been, I've, I've okay. not stepped into that yet. Okay. So, you know, this, you know, some of the symbols, right? Not like, uh, that's okay. That's okay. But you know, like if I, if I make a, uh, if I move my hand in a certain way, yeah. I'm activating a symbol and energy, right? Yeah, you're, that's a symbol, right? Setting that's the intention here. Yeah. And that's another piece, right? Like yeah. one of the things I learned when I got my Reiki uh, master attunement. Uh, oh my God, has it been a year? Anyway, it's relevant. But like when I got that, it was like, whoa, man. Like we really talked a lot about the intention of the symbol. So even when like I'm upset, right? Or if I'm angry with someone and I'm writing feverishly, I got an intention. Like I want this person to know what they did to me. But if I'm like, and I can even look at the person's pissed off, they're creating intention through the, through the symbols that they're writing mm-hmm. down. So, and now it's like, when we speak it now, that's putting energetic, that's putting a frequency out there that aligns to people in a certain way. Shoot, I can get to talk about this in a, mm-hmm. for a while, bro. This is <laughs> like, yo, people, I, yo, listen, one day people are going to learn. One day they'll learn. Hopefully I'll, you know, listen, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be around, you know, I'll be like, yo, I was trying to tell you cats. <laughs> Yo, it's important, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, for sure. I just got the um, uh, I just got the ten minute time warning left. on my on my on my forty minute Zoom timer. All right, so let's let's uh, jump on for another forty and then uh, wrap it up okay, when cool. I get the ten minute warning on that one. All right, perfect. Cool. Man. See Sounds good, King. Peace. Good to be back, baby. All right, we're back. We got the recording back on. So. Um, I want to try to get back to the book a little bit, um, okay. and maybe uh, maybe the genesis of the book, the Dick Discipline Group that you led. Oh, um, I was hoping you would bring what, that up. Man. Okay, yeah, hell yeah. Oh man, um, yes, brother. Because listen, you. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to just go right in, but I got excited. I was go like, please ask about Dick Discipline. <laughs> Because you all were there when this book was being created, man. Yes. You all were there with me as I was going through this piece and writing this. Even, mm-hmm. for example, Lay Down Your Wounds, right? That chapter in the book was, that was, that experience was from Dick Discipline. If you remember, 
one of those weeks, like there was an assignment we had. It took me three weeks to finish this assignment. It was that rough. I was like, damn, help me see something was up. So, um, so the genesis of this, like originally this started off in 2021. I told my men's group, I was like, listen, I'm going to write a book this year because some of my friends have written a book and I was like, I can do it. I failed. I didn't do it. I didn't even come close. I had, I thought I had a title, but I didn't. And I was just like, I had a concepts, I had concepts which would basically like step into the arena, master your mojo, rise it to your king. Hmm. And I failed. So when I recommitted in 2022, I knew for, or for 2022, I knew that I had to do something diff- different. I knew it. I was like, I gotta, I, I'm going to get this book done regardless. I don't give a shit. Like I'm, by the end of the year, next year, a book will be out for me. And it, at that point, I remembered Napoleon Hill in Think and Grow Rich talked about sexual transmutation. Mm. And that's, and he said, like, it's a powerful force. Like, it will get you to create whatever you want to create. And I was like, I want to create a book and I'm going to use sexual energy to, I'm going to use that sex energy to, to help, help create it, help birth this thing. Mm. Um, so that's when I created Dick Discipline, which was really like, I just asked guys if they wanted to go along with me. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. oh, yeah I could charge you this. I don't even know how much I'll charge. I don't know whatever you got. <laughs> you know, I was like, I didn't care. I was just like, I'm going to get this book done. And I was like, if guys want to come along with me, cause I created a curriculum, like for myself, I was like, okay, I'm going to go through this. I'm going to do these practices. When I had guys come along with me, like you and, and some other dudes, like, I'm not going to say the name of confidentiality or uh, be free of saying their name. Like, I was like, okay, I got to flesh this out a little bit more. And that helped me to even dive deeper into the practice of being able to transmute sex energy to create something potent and powerful. And, um, and that was, you know, it was wild because like, once I made that decision, it was like a couple of like, for example, a mushroom journey I did, um, like my ancestors were talking to me. They were like, listen, like, we'll help you. Like, you just got to call on us. And I was like, who said that? <laughs> but I was like, okay. Um, and I did a lot of times, man. Cause I was like, I got to tell you when I was doing the, when I was like, even still, when I read parts of it, um, but when I did the final edit and I see, yeah, I'm, there's still some stuff. I'm like, damn, I missed that. But when I did the final edit, I was like, I don't even remember writing this. Like, wow. Like, and I knew that it was more than me. Like, this is more than me, man. This is, um, some things came through me, I think in, from my guides, my spirit guides and my ancestors that was able to help them heal and help like other, like. It was just, it, it, it's like, it's more than me. Um, so that was how it all started, man. I was just, I was just focused. I was like, I'm going to get this done, man. I don't care. I'm going to get it done. And the Genesis really thinking about it. The Genesis was when I really, when I recognized, like, I'm not going to always, I'm not going to see my kids. Right. So the concept I had of a father and a dad, I'm like, that's causing me pain. So like, listen, my kids may never want to talk to me. Like they, like when they get older, they're like you do leftist dad. I'm like, okay. Like, like if you think so, like, let's talk. If they want to talk, we'll talk. If they don't have the chance and they're like, I'm going to read this book and see what this mm. is about. If that's their only thing that they know of me, then that's what it is. And I'm not going to pull any punches. I'm not going to tell you, Hey, everything was peaches and daddy tricks. And no, I'm going to tell you the real man. I'm going to tell you shit. That's, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. The way that women can manipulate your shit. Um, the way you need to take beyond women, beyond anybody manipulate, take care of your shit, take care of your nuts, wrap up, take care of your words, mind your story, 
Step to yourself. Mm. Know your magic. Mm. Rise into something higher than yourself. Mm. So like I knew like listen if I if my kids don't ever talk to me or they think whatever of me cool like yeah if you want if you never look, look everything I got is right there yeah if I were to die tomorrow I, that's my legacy man so I got that I legacy. left something yeah, on this 100%. earth <laughs> I left yeah. something on this earth I birthed something that like I actually can have control of I can be with this I can watch this grow like I wanted to do that with my kids and I have mm-hmm. a you know. Me, I don't know what the future holds, but I know I got this <laughs> and they got that. So like, got it. yes, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, no, you, we never know. Like if they, if I, if I, you know, hoping I'm, I'm hoping to make it to 108, 108 years old, but if something were to happen and I don't get to really connect with, especially my sons when they get older mm-hmm. um, and they need that masculine, that masculine guidance, like, yo man. Yeah, so that was really, that was part of it. That was a big mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah, I love that. I, that was actually the the very first thing that struck me about this book was the dedication. Um, oh, knowing, a, knowing a little, at least a little tiny bit about your your story with your kids, it felt so good to to kind of feel that you were able to leave this legacy for them. That's big work. That's big work in my in my judgment. That's huge. Yes, love thank it. You, bro. And so I guess just as as a little aside, because I'm I'm becoming kind of conscious that what I'm wanting to put out there is not my intention is not to have it limited to kind of like people that I met at Omega or like the yoga studio right. crowd necessarily, right? Like I, I wanna right. my best vision for this reaches beyond. I want to talk a little bit about what's influenced your beliefs on things like these ancestral like 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 all these things that that we carry with us however you want to conceptualize it you know the epigenetics or you know um, (laughs) yeah and and i also and and since we're getting into dick discipline and transmuting energy getting a little more like getting into like subtle energy fields and like that this is uh this is not necessarily this crazy out there thing this is you know in Sanskrit, it's you know prana. In Chinese, it's chi. Japanese, ki. I would love to learn some more, but that's it. That's like three billion people right there. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. we're we're maybe the odd man out in our civilization, not having a word for this thing. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm curious if you've had an evolution over the course of your life in terms of your relationship with these sorts of phenomena, with these sorts of energies, mm. um, just to kind of ground this in a way. So we're not just like using jargon that people are going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Does that make sense? Yeah. It makes sense to me. Yes. Because like, it's so wild because like when I got involved in yoga 12 years ago, I couldn't stand the woo woo shit. <laughs> like I was all about positivity. I'm like, yeah, I'm about being positive, but like, when cats would talk about like the fields and and like your air auric field, and I was like, <laughs> "What? <laughs> like, what are you talking about right now?" Um, and I had like, yet at the same time, like I had a spiritual understanding. Like you know, I had people that passed earlier in my life that I really cared about, and I recognized that the that we're more what from like seven or eight. I recognized that we're more than a human body. I recognize that we're spirit. There's things that are unseen. When I got into yoga, I started really diving into it for a lot of the poses, right? Because I was like, I did it for this TRX yoga class I was creating. And over time, like when I started learning about the chakras and more importantly, the energy centers, and I started getting curious because I'm curious by nature. Like, I'm like, I got to know for myself. I'm like, what does that mean to me? If somebody were to ask me, like, hmm. what is this stuff? What's this chakra stuff? 
and I couldn't use anything quote unquote or spiritual, how would I explain this? Mm. That's like my teaching method. How would I explain this to like somebody that knows nothing about this or is ignorant about it? Like, what's an example of make up what it is? And when I started exploring and getting curious, that's when I started getting involved with like Qigong, Tai Chi. And then I started really like diving into shaman journey, which is when that mind state, like I was able to spark my imagination and really get to get answers that like, I was like, what the heck is this? And then like, I I really slid into the woo-woo side of things a lot where I was like talking like above people's heads. And I was was like, why are people coming to my classes? Huh? Because I was like, if we levitate and pontificate on the eighth axis of the Sagittarian full moon on the 8th of December and 118 degrees, then what you will find is that there's pancakes and syrup. You know, it's like, people are like, what the heck does this guy say? So like, so when I started really recognizing that, um, that's when I started to really start to focus on what is the science of this? And it's funny because when I started really getting intentional with that curiosity, this guy, Dr. Joe Dispenza came into my life. I found one of his books, Breaking Out of the Habit of Being Yourself. And he really locked me into the neuroplasticity piece of it. And I was always fascinated by the psychological piece of things like that stuff was like a big evolution to me. Then when I started to have some mentors that when I started getting curious about my ancestry and what are the reasons that I act the way I do or that I have the tendencies the way I do, I started getting curious about my family and started learning more about my family. That's started really tying in when they were talking about, you got to tap into your ancestral trauma and ancestral lineage. I was like, what? Then, I, then when I recognized, I was like, oh, those parts of me that have been passed down over time. Like those voices that people like, I hear voices in my head. Like, yeah, of course you will. Because that's your DNA from your ancestor, probably like seven lines ago, giving you some inspiration. So um, that my evolution has been woo-woo. It's been science, but really it's been based on curiosity. Because Mm. when we look at this, for example, especially when we look at frequencies, right? And we look at, if people were to really look at the body and its base or look at us and our, our base elements, we're mostly water. So water can flow. Water can do a lot of things. Water can be impacted by vibration. Water mm. can be impacted by sound. So th- like, what does that tell us, right? But the thing is, is, the majority of people, again, get locked into a certain way of thinking. And in certain instances, that locked way of thinking may end up killing some folks mm. because they fail to recognize, like, for example, people always talk about, like, especially now, like, I'll oh, go to therapy. You need to go to therapy, go to therapy, go to his therapist. Okay, I do. And I will. What's the reason though? What does that do? Well, by going to a therapist, at least speaking some of these traumas, I'm energetically releasing, taking stress and stressors off of my organs, off of my joints. Mm. Because the thing is what people fail to realize when I keep thinking about those things, I'm releasing chemicals in my body that are destructive that's real. That's science, right? Mm. That's one of the reasons why it's like, yo, man, you need to go to a therapist and work your stuff out. Then the thing is, is that when we start to unravel a lot of these things that may have happened to us, then we get to reset. We get to create new brain waves. That's neurological pathways. That's science, right? Like these are the things that are science that, you know, have been labeled as woo-woo. And again, from media, media will portray it as woo-woo. So most people will disregard it. Mm. People get curious about things. They'll find that a lot of the stuff that's woo-woo is actually the real shit that's mm-hmm. been around here for eons. Yeah. <laughs> Before there was TV, 
And before there was like cell phones and stuff, people were feeling off of energies, man. So and it's and interesting. It, it just might help you without needing to buy in the latest gadget. So we can't have it. Right. Can't yeah, have it. right. <laughs> can't have, yeah. It's like, yo, you don't have to have the latest gadget for this. This is timeless. Like, you know, so it's interesting, right? I've been hiking lately more and talk about energies. Like I will go through a hike and I'd feel trees. Mm. Like, so it's crazy. Like I do, I'm, I'm quirky, man. I'm, I'm quirky. So I spent like past couple of hikes, I would take on certain parts of the hike, I would take time to acknowledge the trees and I would thank them for being here. I'd be like, thank you, tree for being, you know what? You're beautiful. Some trees, oh man, I'm so, oh man, you're good. You're good. You're going to be all right. Well, at least you're around your family, man. It leads you to rest. You're good. You're good. And it's weird because like things shifted in me, like mm-hmm. my energy, I got lighter. I saw things differently. And I, it's like, I'm not going to, I'll be, I'll be free of saying like, it got brighter outside. Cause that's subjective. It could have just been my glasses weren't tinted as much. Mm-hmm. I did feel something different when I acknowledged those mm-hmm. energies Right, your subjective you experience into, of what you were would change. It shifted. The lens shifted. shifted. Right, like it shifted. Yeah. yeah, and it's like it's wild because, like, especially doing research and getting curious, Dan. Like, really looking back on, like, I was I was looking into things like you know when I was in shamanism, I was looking into like um, like voodoo and like what is it really? I know it's got a perception, and I really looked into it when I was doing this course for black men called Blueprints of a Brother, right? We were talking about the magician archetype, Mm -hmm. the creator. And we looked at it from the black lens and black men's creator is vilified as some voodoo specialist. And when I looked at that, I was like, that's fucked up. Then when I researched voodoo, like it's really hoodoo. And the thing was, is that it was all about being, it was all about nature. It's all about nature, right? Like, is there some practices that are like, yo, I'm not eating the head of that frog. Sure, but there's a lot of crazy, there's a lot of crazy delicacies around the world. You know, you were you were in India, man. You were yo, you were world traveling, bro, and around the country. There's different things that people eat, right? Thing is, though, is that they're connected to nature. There's a lot of things out there that are based on nature and nature providing wisdom, nature providing resource, communing with nature, transmuting, collecting energy. Because coming back to the fields, I read this, I had this book. Uh, it was brilliant too. It was about the energetic fields. It was like different different chakras and different cultures. And it, had, it was like a coloring book. So it talked about different energetic fields. And the thing that people, from a science perspective, people that are listening, think about this, right? Have you ever been around someone and you felt different? Now that could be like you felt happier. You felt sadder. You felt more anxious. If that all of a sudden happened when you're in the presence of someone else, you're in their field and your field may not be strong enough to withstand that. Okay. I want to say that because what I talk about in the book, man, you got to have your King's court. If you're out energies that are destructive or energies that are sullen, that's most likely if you, if your energy field is far from strong, you're going to be sullen down as well. Mm. So it's what it is. It's like we as we we're we are a communal society, man. We're mm-hmm. energetic. We're energies. Our fields go out for freaking. It's like our hand span. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so measured it. And I don't remember the the, the details of, of the experiment, but that there's actually like measurements of that at, at some point, and then it 
that research I think just got kind of like buried and abandoned. But yeah, of course, like, yeah, of course. <laughs> no, man. Listen, but, if you if and for people that are listening, if they're very science based, I highly recommend you 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 bring awareness to Dr. Joe Dispenza, even Neil deGrasse Tyson. The guy's speaking truths, man. Like he's speaking a lot of science things that people could be like, that's some woo woo stuff. But yeah, it's all science. That's why they, they say you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, right? Like, cause you're in that field. You're in their fields, man. It's like, it's even relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Like one of the reasons why, like I chose to be out of relationship right now and like be a free agent is because I really want, I want to focus on building my energy field because I have a tendency in relationship, Dan, to mm-hmm. um, in relationships to want to, unconsciously just give everything to them make sure they're okay make sure this is happening are you okay did i do this wrong did i do this right did i say this right oh my god are you okay? are you gonna are you give me some are you give me some coaching please i really want some but like you know it's like i had to really look at like well hold up man am i am i doing that at the expense of myself mm. like what's that stress doing to me and like if i'm questioning if that i'm in an environment of questioning and instability then i'm gonna be questioning and unstable you know so it's like we get to be aware of the of the and again this is this is the last part where it talks about rising into your king which is sovereign energy rising into that part of you that knows because we know we know right and that's that's the piece that i really encourage men in whatever phase they are right now if they're feeling any kind of discontent or if they're feeling like they're on cloud nine i invite you to take take a pause and come into yourself and really figure out, like, get to learn yourself and then be able to take what you've learned out into your community, to your relationship, to your job, whatever you want, because it will have an impact the more you learn about yourself and the more you help heal yourself. And and the healing thing, I'm like, Dan, I'm starting to get tired of like, heal, heal, heal. I'm just going to call it realign yourself, man. Mm. You know, realign yourself. This is like where pshum, 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 realign. Because if I say heal, which is even though it's healed by man, this is like person, like, listen, man, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. What does that look like? I love that reframe because I think one of the things that people can get lost, and I know that I've been guilty of this myself, is in in the kind of heal paradigm, there could be a tendency to like put put things off until you're done, Mm -hmm. right? Like, when am I going to get to this magical point where I'm healed? Right. As opposed right. to seeing like, it, I, th- I think, again, the, the, the languaging is is important. And if I think whatever languaging is going to make you help you accept this as just a lifelong journey that you're on and not like right. a goal to hit. And before I hit that goal, I'm not healthy yet and I can't do anything and I'm helpless. And yeah. And see, you, you just you just hit it. Right. Like there's this thing. I got to be healthy. What does that even mean? Like, really? What it is, is you get to, and, and the healing, it's like in the, I think the healing connotation where I was getting to is like, it's more for this emotion. You got to heal emotionally. No, you got to heal on many levels. Yes, emotionally and spiritually, financially, energetically, physically, socially. Like there's, also, there's always something that we get in the healing really, Dan, is addressing it. That's the healing. That's one of the reasons why I have it as heal thy man. It's for men. If you really want to get healthy, heal thy man. Address your shit. Mm-hmm. Like address your shit. Address your story. Address your patterns. You know, address the words that you speak. Address the people that you hang out with. Stop bullshitting. 
So yeah, that's 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 where I came from. I got I got excited just now. I was like, oh mm-hmm. shit. I think before the, the previous 40 ended, we were uh into getting into dick discipline. You want to yeah adjust back there now that we've kind of co- covered a little more of the, the subtle energy aspect and kind of like the, the background yeah. we need in order to understand what it was we were even trying to do or did. You know? Yeah, well, you know, it's it's interesting, right? Because like I was going back on those files, like because remember we all created files about what we wanted, right? Yeah, yeah. And since we're coming back to dick discipline, I think this is important, especially when it comes to healing. Because then I think I think in our society, men and sex have been built on unsturdy foundation, right? There's there's fails to be like, for example, my judgment I perceive is like women have always had to address their bodies from the times they have their cycle. Every month they get to pay attention to their body, whether they like that or not. Men have are far from having that luxury, right? Like, yeah, listen, I'm gonna, the only time I'm really touching my, my lingam is when I'm taking a piss, when I'm having sex, when I'm beating my, I'm jerking my stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, do and like I'm in the sport, right? Every now and then, do I give it some coconut oil, massage it up? Do I thank it? Am I discerning and where it's going? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and the thing is, is that in our culture, what I see and like what I've experienced is that there is no education. There's more of like um, an assumption of what sex is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And then when we rely on assumption, that's when danger happens because you're going to get one or two types of men. You're going to get the men that are going to be, oh, actually different types of men. You can get some men that'd be like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to do what I want to do and get this woman. Some dudes are going to be like, yeah, I'm going to freaking play this, this pickup, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Some dudes are going to be like, yo, man, I'm just really shy. I don't want to do this. And some dudes are going to be like, I don't want to be fucking bothered. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, where do I fall? And also the key piece in that is what do I really want out of this experience? Like, what do I really want? Like, you know, and, and that piece right there is the key piece in my, in my judgment to dick discipline, the sex energy that men carry. Like I, I really want men to get the understanding that we matter because we have millions of sperm in these two little sacks. I appreciate it because I'm snipped. I got a vasectomy, right? Because I'm not having any more damn kids and populating the East Coast. <laughs> but like these two freaking ball, these two testes got the, the seeds of life. Mm-hmm. Right? So everyone's like, oh, women carry that. Women carry a baby. This freaking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Seeing a baby come out like, yo, you carry that? Bless up to you. And guess what? You had that competitive energetic seed mm. swimming enduring resilient mm. to crack through take that journey of all his brothers and sisters to freaking get to this destination and that one sperm that one sperm fertilized life mm-hmm. how power and the thing is if men truly understood that right like what do you feel like what did that feel like for you when i just said that it's, I feel charged up. I feel energized. I feel, I feel powerful. I feel ready to go. Like, and I, I think that it's, it's, it's such a crime the way we look at male sexuality culturally. It's not thought of as this creative energy. We're not taught to, to really feel our power on that level. It's, it's, it's power acted out sideways, right? So it's, 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 it's such a difference between actually really tuning into your own body learning how sexually powerful you are 
without respect for your own power, you're not, you, if you're not respecting your energy, that's when, oh, it doesn't matter. I can just go and do whatever, spill all over the place because it's not, that's, that's not respecting your own energy, I, I, I would say. And so, and the it's idea escaping that it's, it. it's a powerful creative force. You could transmute it into all sorts of beautiful things that you can create in the world. It's not, you know, as opposed to being labeled as just this kind of like predatory, you know, almost destructive force. And I, I, I think that, that it's, it's really sad to me that for, you know, like looking back on myself as like, you know, going through puberty and the teenager and, and all of those years and just absorbing all of the kind of negative messages and never got and never getting what, what are you actually taught about it? Nothing. Absolutely. It's, nothing. it's more, it's more shamed about it. Yeah. And that's the piece that's bullshit, right? Like men get shamed for sex. Like if you think about it, like I was married for, you know, l- legally 10 years, but like I, before the separation, I was, I, we were together for like seven, eight years. And like, it was so sexist towards the end, man. Like we were having sex. Like we had a kid, man. It was like, you know, almost like sex was a reward. Like, oh, you know, Hey, do I got Do I get a cookie? I cut the grass. I cut the grass today. Can I get some, can I get a touchy boob? You know, it's like, what the fuck is this? And the thing is, is that you coming back to the puberty piece, I think, you know, especially if you grew up religious, I grew up as a Jehovah's witness. So like sex was like, no, you can't talk about that. You can't masturbate if you do your heathen. And I think that's the thing that's men are taught. Like, okay, there's porn out there. There's porn out there, but you can't talk about sex. But you could type, go to your computer though. Shut your door, man. Get that freaking coconut oil. You could jerk off all you want. But when you come out here, don't say shit. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, it's the same thing in our society. Porn is a billion, billion, billion upon billion, maybe a trillion dollar industry, especially when AI comes out. Mm-hmm. Dudes will never leave the house. <laughs> dudes may never leave the house, right? Because again, we've been conditioned uh, to sex in the shadows. So now it's like, okay, now all of a sudden this dude, now how do we really connect with women when we're in the shadows around sex? And especially now, uh, now to add to that, when you see, I used to work at a gym. So to add to that, when you see like women in scantily clad stuff, it brings even more of an anxiety and a stressor because you're like, yo man, wh- why do you have your titties and your ass hanging out and you're at the gym? Like what, what is this man? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, and then women will get mad. Like, why are you looking at me? Like, well, you're dressed like a freaking hooker. Like your titties are hanging out. They look nice, by the way. And I like the color. But yo, you dress like, what do you, what is this? And I think that's the thing with, with our society as a whole, beyond men or women, there's this contradictory energy mm. that confuses people and it leaves people anxious. I think anxiety is one of the most rising disorders of just things going on right now because yeah. people are like, what do I do? I'm being told this, but I see this. Yeah, crazy, yeah, yeah. It's sad. It's so interesting to make to make the link between like rising anxiety levels and our cultural attitudes around sexuality. But I think you hit on something there because you could see that woman at the gym and allow mm-hmm. yourself to feel turned on without shaming yourself for it. And then take that yeah. energy, right? Take that energy, that, that that hit that you're getting and transmute it into something. Use that as part of like to harness that as part of your creative life force as opposed to like getting into the transactional frame of mind of like oh man i'm feeling turned on by this person i have to get something from them or i'm not good enough yeah whatever the fuck no. you know story goes on right, right. that causes right. anxiety again it's kind of like how you relate to your own body how you relate to your own emotions how you relate to your own sensations how you relate to your own sexuality that lens that perspective shift yeah really has a huge impact on how you experience life 
Yeah, man. You know, that's one of the reasons I was hesitant to put Dick Discipline in the book, right? But I was like, I was even hesitant to put Dick Discipline out there, period. I was like, oh, God. That was a, that was a bold it, fucking move, man. I love that. Dude, thank you, bro. And I'm happy I did it because that was a that was a process for me, man. That was a healing and a realignment. I'll always use, I'll, I think I'm going to use those words together from now on, a healing and a realignment. Mm. And the thing was, is that like, I wanted, I want to make sure and again, especially coming from a person that's fathered two sons, is that they're never ashamed about what they have. Mm. Okay. Never be ashamed if you got like a freaking hard on and he's bulging your pants. Okay. Like, yo, you're excited about something. You're alive. Okay. Um, never get excited because you have a desire. Like how you express it is important. Like, so I'm not saying you got to go feel up somebody or do that stuff. That's about being responsible and caring for your body and also like knowing yourself, right? And being able to express self and communicate. I think it's very important for men to understand, like, it's okay for us to hold out on sex and it's okay for us to take things slow. And it's okay for us every now, like when we want to, like to rough some shit up, man. Like, yo, man, go all in hard. If she's for it, then you for it. You know, you may have to get a disclaimer with how things are going nowadays. And uh, I'm just saying, um, but like, I think it's, I think it's important, especially in this culture where sex, sex sells in everything. Mm-hmm. And men, I encourage men to get your purpose because sex is going to be an easy distractor, especially when success started. Women are going to be knocking down your door. They're going to be like, yo, man, I saw what you did. I'm not saying this is happening to me. I'm just saying like things shift when you when you're when you're living in an intentional vibration because mm. when you're doing that nothing's going to get you off your game. And most of the time, mm-hmm. uh, most of the time people want to, people want your attention. People will want your attention. So men, please. Um, that's one of the reasons I, I wrote Heal Thy Man, because like it's a it's a key for you to get to know yourself. And listen, I've had women read this. Women can read this too. You're gonna get something from this, especially if you want to take a good look at yourself, whether it's like to get out of this shit or to freaking step in, keep stepping your shit up. Like this is all important, man. It's all important. It's necessary now and going forward. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Bless up, bless up. Ready to wrap this thing up? Yeah, man. Let's wrap wrap it up, baby. Wrap that shit up, B. (laughs) Heal that man method or healthy man method. Paul Randolph Mm -hmm. Newell, a pocketbook guide to self-awareness and fulfillment for men. Yeah, you can also go to www.healthymanmethod.com. Um, especially coming up this year, you're going to be able to get access to events uh, that are coming up, some online events that are coming up, in-person events as well. Uh, also, that's where you can sign up for either a consult, like if you want to check in, like you're going through a tough time, or you want to level up, man. You want to learn some more about yourself. Uh, you can set up a console. We can figure out how we can work together. Or if I know someone that's a better fit for you, because like, listen, I'm not working with everybody. <laughs> like, nope. Like, yeah, we're not a fit. So I'm like, I'm going to be more discerning because my time is valuable. So, and um, I want to support and help. And I want to make sure that I'm with someone that we're aligned. And I know a lot of people, so I'll get someone help. Final thoughts. I just think uh, I appreciate you, first of all, for having me on. And my final thoughts is that uh, I appreciate men having this type of dialogue. Uh, My intention, one of my intentions with this book is for men to speak candidly, authentically, raw, and for men to learn what it means to hold space for each other and how we speak to each other and how we speak to others. Those key components are very, they're foundational, they're fundamental to our health and well-being. So if men can learn to do that, and I think they will, and I'm, and I'm happy to be a part of the charge for men really connecting with themselves because men, let me tell you, man, 
you, you are a gift, you're a prize. You're a prize. If you fail to understand that, well, guess what? It's Uncle Paulie here. I'm telling you, okay? You're a prize. If you have yet to recognize it, believe what I'm telling you until you believe it for yourself, because you will understand and find out that you have come here for a reason. You are who you are for a reason, and it's beautiful. So express it, be who you are, come through. Heal thy man meth is in effect. Mm. Let's go. Hell yeah. Paul, I love you, brother. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this. I really appreciate you. Amen. And uh, I look forward to, to what the future brings for both of us. Woo, child, it's bringing some big things. Big <laughs> things, Aguan. <laughs> All right, bro. Love All right, you, bro. Thanks for this opportunity. I appreciate you, man. Peace. All right, I appreciate you. Peace out.